0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with local musician Bar Scott about the upcoming jazz camp. Bar, welcome to the program here.
1: It's nice to be back, Gary. Haven't been here for a while. Thank you.
0: That's right. And as folks know, you've uh, spent... uh, a number of years behind the microphones on uh, Music Your Way. Yeah. So before we get into the jazz camp, let's catch up uh, with you. Uh, what's What's the latest from you music-wise? Doing any performing, writing?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, practicing is what I'm doing. I'm spending a lot of time practicing, uh, getting ready to write some new music, lots of ideas, but not a lot of uh, production yet learning how to read uh, read music, which I never learned. Hmm. So I'm doing that now.
0: That's uh, that's surprising. Uh, yeah. So when you're trying to uh, write a song, because we both do that, yeah. what is your process?
1: Music first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sit at the piano or the guitar, and I start to noodle around like you would noodle with a pen if you're on the phone, just noodling around. And after a little while, something will come, and I'm not player enough to really have that evolve very quickly, so I practice that little riff until I feel like I've got it, and then I start singing on top of it, and then there's no turning back. I have to use it. Mm -hmm. I I don't do very well alternating what I'm doing. And then I write all the music. I write the arrangements as much as I can, all the vocal parts, and sing without any words, just Mm la-la-la. And then when there's real pressure on me, I write the lyrics. (laughs)
0: So like McCartney and Scrambled Eggs, which which became yesterday. Scrambled Eggs. All right. I heard a thing about Bob Dylan. The guy was interviewing him at breakfast, and uh, Dylan came in. Hey, how's it going? Well, I wrote four songs, and that, <laughs> that is a that mean. is a true songwriter. <laughs> right. I, I consider uh, I, I write songs, but Bob Dylan is a songwriter, <laughs> right? Right. Because it's just all the, all the time. Yes, so. all. But for the rest time. of us, it's it's a struggle to come up with the yes. with with an idea sometimes. Well, so, you
1: know what, Gary? Just to finish that thought, I think in terms of songwriting, it, it it's really more of uh, how prolific are you? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I I have a million ideas, but actually finishing them is another whole thing. So
0: tell us about that
1: last CD. It's not it's not that old. It's probably a couple of years old, is that right? Well, you know, it's really embarrassing. It is old now. <laughs> it's um it's came out in 2014, so it's okay. 4 years old. I've done some recording since then mm-hmm. that was not an album. I I had a film uh a film opportunity, so I was I did some recording for for that um since then, but in terms of my music on an album, 2014.
0: So And any plans for any new projects like that?
1: Yes. Plans that are not clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: So now, you
0: consider yourself a singer-songwriter. I do. Uh, but compared to others who sport that mantle, uh, your music is uh, much more jazz-oriented, as is your voice and your presentation uh, to me. Uh, one difference, of course, is that uh, many people play guitar, and you're, you play guitar, but uh, piano is probably your key yes. instrument. Uh, What's your elevator pitch when somebody says, so tell me about your music?
1: Well, you know, it's so interesting that you even use the word jazz with me because I don't have that association at all. So... I have a lot of trouble with the pitch. <laughs> when people ask me, the answer is way too long. It's too long for this interview. It's
0: um, not really an elevator pitch if no, it's, it's too not, long. No, it's not. Right I know.
1: And having, you know that it, anybody who's tried to start a business or come up with their, their single line knows how difficult it is. And I have never uh, cultivated that. Mm-hmm. But I, I always say it's sort of like, you know, it's like Joni Mitchell or it's like Sarah McLachlan. I consider my music much more pop-oriented mm-hmm. than... Uh, than jazz. And
0: when when you were doing your radio show, uh, you played a lot of pop music. Yeah, Uh, I love pop music. So who were two or three of your key influences back in the day?
1: Influences, well, the Beatles are huge for me, all as songwriters and as performers. But but also, I think this may surprise you and other people as well. I love anything with a groove, funk, groove. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of what I do. And I (laughs) wish I were which are, I wish I were hipper and groovier, but I'm, I'm, when I start to write, I I don't do that. So anything that was coming out of Motown or the funk, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, I'm from Philadelphia, so all that Philadelphia music was, was deep into my heart. It still is. It's what I listen to when it's, I'm not. It's
0: funny how uh, singer-songwriters, if you ask their influences, oftentimes... It's music very different from mm-hmm. what they perform.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: And sometimes it's that same answer. Oh, if I could do, if, <laughs> if I, I could, could do that, that I would. I'd be happy. <laughs> but I, but I don't do <laughs> right. that. So, so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming jazz camp. Yeah. Uh, for those unfamiliar, uh, describe the basics of what happens.
1: Well, jazz camp comes out of Denver. It's the Colorado Conservatory of the Jazz Arts, and Paul and Chris Romain out of Denver uh, are the producers and organizers. And they basically hire a faculty that's been coming here for, for 17 years. I think this is 17th or 18th mm-hmm. year. The faculty is the band called Convergence, which is their their musical outlet in their life uh, when they're not at jazz camp. But anyway, uh, they come down, the faculty uh, comes down, and about 40 kids, kids meaning 8th uh, grade through 12th grade, mm-hmm. come, and they're mostly boys, but there's a handful of girls, and they break into a so- ensemble through the week, Depending on their level, they're all excellent musicians already, Mm -hmm. but there's some that are more excellent than than others, but they're already very advanced, very serious musicians. And they practice, they play, they stay up all night, they just play jazz. And one of the most thrilling things to watch as as the cook and um, host of this camp is how these kids come to life, because you can imagine... They're jazz musicians and not most high school, junior high school kids uh, are not playing. They're not listening to jazz. They're not listening to Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These kids know their repertoire by heart. Mm -hmm. And so when they, and they're probably the only kid in their high school that feels this way.
0: That's right. And then
1: they come down here and they're just, I've got the chills just even thinking about... How rewarding it is for them to come and talk repertoire and talk music and theory. Yeah, find some and play. people in yeah. their
0: in their cohort, right, so so, right. To, so to speak. And for all of these kids, must be in the high school band, and they're playing trumpet or trombone or clarinet. And this kind of thing is one of the only outlets because those instruments don't find their way typically in in a lot of other music so
1: that's right and and if they're playing if they're playing in the school stuff that it may be that they're playing classical band of course yeah repertoire so yeah
0: yeah that's right now uh, generally or at least the last few years my recollection was this has been held at the school which of course uh, this year is uh, under some pretty major construction right. I suspect so where, where is it held this year
1: so this year the kids are going to do their classes, which are all day long, just workshop settings. Uh, they they start at 9 in the morning. They go to about 10 at night. Mm-hmm. And all of those classes are going to be at the Lutheran Church this year and all varying buildings and rooms over there. And probably next summer, too, because the school will be down uh, again. So they, they go to their classes at the Lutheran Church this year, and then they come back to our our house, our mm-hmm. building, for their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um Wednesday night of the week it's what is what do we decide? It's the eighteenth of uh, mm-hmm, so. of mm-hmm. July. They'll be at Tony's Pizza playing um ensemble music, playing what they've been practicing. So they will have had one day to pull it together, which mm-hmm. is pretty when you hear them play, you go wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and
0: and that's the nature of jazz. Yeah, it's that's uh right. it's imp- improvisation uh for the, for the most part. Also uh, there's a concert at the feed store on the weekend, yes. Saturday, I believe.
1: Saturday, uh, the 21st at the feed store. It starts at 11 o'clock and goes to about four or five o'clock. It ends with convergence, which is the faculty playing at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. through the day. And it's just a, it's it's a incredible. Bring your umbrella because sometimes the uh, the sales the sales are up right. and sometimes they're not. So
0: that's that's right. Just prepare for summer and yes. uh, and this this is a warm one. Now, oftentimes. Convergence, the faculty, uh, does their own concert at the beginning. And from talking to you, it sounds like that's not going to happen this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: the schedule kind of got fouled up this year. So jazz camp starts on the 17th and bluegrass ends on the 15th. And we all decided that it was just too <laughs> crazy. I mean, we're, we all know how jammed up we are in the summer. Mm-hmm. So we decided to pass on that this year. So we'll start that again next year.
0: That's that's quite a convergence right there with uh, bluegrass going into jazz of course there's a there's a huge history of st- string music of of the uh, confluence of jazz and bluegrass, yeah and David Grisman and that all that whole dog music, so there's a lot of that a right. lot of that out there
1: right, so. and also I think when you're playing bluegrass at a pretty uh, sophisticated level you're pr- you're playing the music is just as complicated as jazz is and It takes a lot of talent. Both both genres take a lot of talent.
0: That is definitely true. Uh, Tell us a bit more about the instructors. Have there been the same instructors from year to year, or does that change? Uh,
1: It changes. uh, One or two people change depending on what their personal schedules are. They have a regular rhythm section, drums, bass, and piano, Mm -hmm. and those guys... Tend to be the same, although not always. Mm -hmm. And then they also have three guys that play horns as a horn section. And most of the ensembles with the kids are that same configuration. In other words, they don't they don't bring in viol. There aren't violinists or singers or anything. They're 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 really working with their own instrument. Like the the bass player is working with the bass players and so forth. Yeah.
0: So, jazz is a rich and extremely broad genre. Do you have any idea how they choose the material? That they're they're going to play.
1: I'd be, I'm sort of guessing, but having watched this now for seven years, I think what they do is they pick the material that's going to stretch these kids uh, pretty far. They're not they're not gentle about how difficult the music's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, but I think they they make an like any good teacher, they make an assessment of where the students are, mm-hmm. and then they pick music that will will stretch them just beyond their ability, and they and they'll go for five days straight and those kids will know what they're doing by the <laughs> end. It's really it's really something to watch young people grow the way they do. So I'm mm. not sure I've answered your question mm-hmm. very well, but I, I, I think there's a lot of consideration. And each ensemble does a different thing because mm-hmm. they're at different levels. So,
0: Actually, one of the uh, professors was a teacher at uh, Colorado State when my son was there, and he was part of the jazz ensemble for – Colorado State when when they were there so there and, and I They've recognized him I said oh, is it I, John
1: uh, John Gunther yeah I, you yeah. know I forget the name Who knows? I, what I did forget. he play yeah drums oh that's so. Paul Romaine yeah now Paul is the uh, producer and the host and he is a miracle to watch mm-hmm. I mean he's just off the charts <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite drummers in the world actually.
0: So how did the jazz camp get started? Do you, do you know? that This was before your yeah, time, I know. Yeah, we
1: were talking about this before we started recording. I, I'm not exactly sure of the, of the history, except to know that it's an outgrowth of the jazz festival that started here maybe 20 years ago and, and ended about mm-hmm. uh, maybe eight, seven, 17, 15, 16, 17 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and uh, although the, the uh, big festival was, I guess, too much for whoever was producing it to continue. Yes. I, I just too much that's, for all kinds of reasons. That's what I understand. Yes, yeah. and then jazz, the jazz camp people were involved in that mm-hmm. uh, festival and just decided they'd keep coming to Westcliff. It's a perfect place to it's do to do something like this. So
0: that piece just uh kept going. The jazz festival was way in advance of when we moved here, so I never saw that. Yeah. But we had uh the daughter of the folks that built the house that we live in stop by just a few weeks ago and she said, "You know, Herbie Mann recorded his last album in this house and really? so so I checked wow. that out and I I don't know how to assess that but I do sense that uh there were that uh People used to stay in people's houses, and I, I suspect Herbie Mann was uh, probably in the house and probably probably played some flute uh, right right there. <laughs> That's so, so
1: funny. So. Well, okay, that, I've got connections to that story. <laughs> uh,
0: interesting. So as we run out of time here, let me yeah. remind folks that Jazz Camp is coming up, and of course uh, jazz musicians, as any musicians, like to have an audience. Tony's Pizza yes. on the Wednesday night, which yep. is the 18th. Yeah,
1: and it's in that little back room in, to the right as you come in.
0: Feed Store Amphitheater, Saturday. Uh, it's outside, uh, dressed for uh, warm weather, as it will be, and yeah. some hot jazz, I and, suspect. And let
1: me add the, the actual date, which is, the, since this is going to be recorded in advance, July 21st. July 21st. Saturday, yes.
0: Uh, very good, very good. Uh, Barr, thanks for uh, stopping by and visiting with us uh, this morning on Valley Views.
1: Thank you, Gary. You're wonderful.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time on uh, Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a
1: rainbow with my feet on solid ground.